Another week, another episode of Here If You Need with thanks to Deakin University. We are inching ever so close to Suncorp Super Netball Finals. In fact, Sherelle McMahon, as I say hello to you, um, geez, it's the business end of the season now, isn't it? It's getting serious now, Stanners, that's for sure. Uh, of course, we all know that the Vixens locked that top spot away a couple of weeks ago, and now it's the interesting period of the season where that's happened and we're trying to still, you know, keep that, that form and the momentum going um, heading into the finals. So it's it's all happening, and some of those teams that, aren't actually involved in finals, are still trying to have an impact on what happens. Uh, speaking of which, we copped, would you, would you call it a reality check last <laughs> weekend? Uh, I, I don't know if I'd call it that. What we copped is a Firebirds team that was incredibly um, strong and powerful and really ready for that challenge. They, they've been really improving across the season and uh, we just didn't step up to that um, pressure that they brought to us. So is it a reality check? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe, you know, I, I know some people say it's the, you know, some losses are good to have. I, I'm not really, I don't ascribe to that. I like winning. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, it does sometimes when you do have a loss, maybe it makes you look at a few different things and you're challenged in a different way. So, um, you know, we'll reset. We've got a huge game, obviously, against the Lightning uh, coming up. So it'll be a good challenge to be able to reset and, and find that form again. And we love playing the Lightning. We'll get a preview of that match very, very shortly. But first, we've got a very special guest waiting in the wings. Um, a lady that you played a lot of netball with, you're good friends with, and I dare say this podcast could just go anywhere this morning because you two look as if you have a lot of fun together. Please do the honours, Shaz, and introduce our guest. Well, I think you've done a pretty good job. This this uh, lady was uh, born and bred in Tasmania, moved over to Melbourne after a stint up at the Australian Institute of Sport, uh, was a real feature of the Melbourne Vixens and the Melbourne Phoenix through the years, uh, represented Australia at a World Cup, and it is Natasha Chocolate. Tashi, thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's How are you feeling? Yeah, you're nice and relaxed. I know you love these sort of things. Yes, I'm feeling very relaxed. I'm sitting on the bedroom floor. Kids are in front of the TV. I'm sleeping. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm good. My kids are in front of the TV as well. That's what you do, isn't it? Well, tell us what, what's life like at the moment, Tash. You mentioned a couple of kids there. What are you, what are you up to? Uh, the beautiful uh, Jackson, I'm assuming, is the one having a little snooze. Yes, Jackson's having a little uh, sleep. He's nine months old now um, and Charlize is a very vibrant, active four years old. Um, yeah, so pretty much the same as everybody in lockdown at the moment, going a bit they're crazy, but thank God the parks are open recently. Yeah, I know, so. I know. I've been very excited that we've been able to be released a little bit there. Um, Tasha, I ran through a little bit of uh, your career, obviously. What, what are you thinking about the netball at the moment? Do you... Are you watching? How engaged are you in what the what's happening with the season? Yeah, it's actually been um, a really fantastic season to watch. We've just had the netball on constantly during the week <laughs> when it's on in the background, and I think quite a few people have. Um, just gives us something to. It's um it's actually really nice to see it on TV so much um, and on free to air. So it's been really good just watching it. Um, I've got a little. I think I've got a little groupie on my hands. Yes. She's getting very excited about. Yes. It. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just been great watching it, and the Vixens have been travelling so well. Obviously, there's just been a few little hiccups along the way, but nothing they can't iron out. Who's your favourite player when she's a little groupie? Uh, Kate. Kate oh. and Liz. 
Caitlin yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. Why not? Funny, funny. Courts, yeah. <laughs> um, now, ladies, uh, you have had a great relationship through the years. I want to get stuck into this because you both played together at Phoenix and also at Vixens. But first, Tash, can I just interrupt because Cheryl McMahon look looking very studious today? Is she not? <laughs> have a look at her. <laughs> so I, I just thought. I've I just thought I'd just I'd bring my A game as well and just. <laughs> you feel I am jealous. at my desk. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I've not yeah. seen wearing glasses before, standards. I don't think they uh, they go quite well for you. It's a prop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tash, take us back. Just reflect more so on your relationship with Shaz because, as I mentioned, you did play a great deal of netball together. Yes, we did. Uh, we actually lived together for quite a number of years, so I've got lots and lots of stories on Sherelle. <laughs> yes, bring it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but Tash does need to remember that I've got lots of stories about her too. So, I was just that. so yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, where to go? No, we've um. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, we've had a great relationship. Um. You know, we live together, play together, and we've had some wonderful netball memories together. But we've also had some uh, wonderful memories off court as well. Um. I think quite a few of those is when we got to travel as well. We've had some. Uh, lots and lots of adventures, um, you know, travelling around the States, Jamaica. Um, yeah, I was just, I just, sorry, thought of something and it just made me really laugh, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, this is actually going to be really bad because we probably can't go into the details, maybe, but it's just, we're just going to be giggling with the memories. But we just had, Stan, as I will say, Tash and I, when Tash first moved to Melbourne, um, she was a young player and she moved in with me um, and we just we just hit it off straight away and one of the things that we did was we trained bloody hard as a group. Um, we were really lucky with who we had around us and, um, you know, the standards that were set and so when it was time to work, that's, that's absolutely what we did, but when it was time to play and have fun, we, oh, yes. we, did, we certainly did that too. I don't know that within the... Um, in the times that we live in now with social media and things, things may have been different for us and what we used to get up to, but we had fun. <laughs> we had a lot of fun together. Yeah. Thankfully there were no cameras on phones back then. <laughs> <laughs> so where was the, sh where was the share house and what was your favorite night spot to hit up? Oh God. So we so the in yeah. Yeah. Go Tash. Oh, sorry. So we lived in Kew for quite a while mm -hmm. and forward. And then Flemington, and then Brunswick. <laughs> oh, wow! And night spot. Please, please tell me it was somewhere like Star Bar or someone somewhere seedy like that. <laughs> it was definitely Star Bar. We had a we had a couple of places where you know, as netball, it's not that we were super well known. Of course, the girls are far more well known now, but. You know, we uh, had a few places that knew us uh, when we used to arrive, so they'd let us come to the front of the line and in we'd go. So that's where we used to gravitate. Um, but the Star Bar was a little, you know, we just had a quiet night on a Sunday on occasion at the Star Bar. Yeah, yeah before Monday morning training at 6am. <laughs> <laughs> and Tash, you, you were part of um, the Phoenix side that won trophies, Commonwealth Bank trophies in I think 2002, 03, 05. 
um, an utterly dominant side. What was it like playing through that period? Oh, it was um, it's probably one of the highlights playing um, as the group, as the Phoenix group that we had. You know, I was surrounded by such brilliant players and role models and friends. Um, you know, you had the likes of Alloway Southfish, Ron McMahon, um, Liz Boniello, Bianca Chatfield, and then we had young the young players who were the, who are very well known and the senior players now, um, Joe Curran, Julia Prendergar, and Renee Hallinan coming up. So it was such a... It was such a fantastic time um, to be part of netball, um, and it's one probably one of my fondest memories. You know, was for our coach. Like it just like when I think about it, um, I think about all the great friendships that we had. But we played some netball back then as well. My uh, my sister actually idolised Tash. Um, I don't know if Casey's probably uh, listening. She's an avid listener of this podcast and she used, to, she used to love just sort of doing everything that you did, Tash. So you did have a, a legion of young fans and young netballers who, who, who idolised you and, and still do to this day as well. What's that, what's that like to know that you've really um, sort of, you know, carved a, a path for many junior netballers? Oh, I didn't think of that. Um, I, didn't, I think most of the people, um, I think when I was playing, probably would have idolised Sherelle, Liz, Bianca, those types of players. Um, so that's actually nice to know. Um, yeah, that's actually, uh, yeah, very nice to know that. Um, and I suppose uh, it's good to have grow up watching someone play. Um, and we certainly worked very, very hard. And one of the things I worked on was my fitness um, during those times that I was playing. And that's probably one thing I know about Casey. She was extremely fit um, when she was playing. And funnily enough, when I actually went to New Zealand and did an injury, um, I had thrown her name to come over and play with us. So but she had already played the pre-season game for the Vixens at the time, so she wasn't eligible to come no, I don't think she knew that. So you can tell uh, her that. There you go. I will. Breaking the news. There you go. Um, Tasha, you talk about those times um, back with the, the Phoenix and, of course, the Vixens, and you, you had some really successful times and great moments and memories. Is there one season that sticks out for you in, in that club land? Um, probably 2000. That was our first premiership. Um, that was a really, really good year and that was a really big stepping stone, getting up, um, sort of coming out of the junior netball, junior netball ranks and playing at that senior level and actually getting over the line and winning that premiership was probably a really big stepping stone in my career. Um, I think it was sort of a couple of years after that I made the Australian squad, but um, that's one year that probably steps out because that was that step into, into you know, that elite netball phase. Um, and then every year after that, it's every premiership. I think one of the great things is winning premiership. Um, you know, it's such a, an amazing feeling. But I think probably in the lead up that year when you are playing to winning a premiership, there's just this amazing feeling within the team. And it's a, it's a confidence. It's a confidence in your players. It's a confidence um, in everyone around you that um, even when, you know, a game's not going your way, that you are going to pull through this. You can look at a player say we've got this we can pull ourselves out of this hole and just that confidence within the team confidence within yourself um and confidence within everything around you is just such an amazing feeling and amazing thing to be part of 
Yeah, and you want to bottle it, don't you, when you've got that feeling because you know what it's like and you can remember it in other years and sometimes it's hard to grasp again, but it's a really tricky yeah. time. Um, I wanted to talk to you about that at year when you first came into the Melbourne Phoenix uh, and the legendary coach Joyce Brown uh, was in charge. What were your first impressions of Joyce? What a scary lady. <laughs> <laughs> she is. <laughs> was she, was she, she when you walked in? <laughs> it was probably one of the worst experiences of my life and I probably wiped a lot of that training session and those first few training sessions out. Um, I was very new to Melbourne and I remember that first training session, I was actually staying out in Lilydale, which is quite a hike to get into the Nepal Centre. And I didn't know my way around Melbourne at all. Um, and the train I was on crashed or something had happened. So everyone had to get off. So I was stuck at this train station in Woodward, did not know where I was. And I, I actually, trying to remember who I called at the time, I was in tears, didn't know what to do. I was going to be late. You know, I didn't have a mobile phone back then. <laughs> so no. I couldn't ring anyone. Um, I think I actually rang, I got hold of Wendy's mum's partner, Bill, and he came and picked me up and took me to training. I was still late. Um, I was very apologetic and it did not go well. I could not catch a ball to save myself. And Joyce was not very complimentary. And I think she said to me, I'm Joyce Brown. This is Rosie. Who the hell are you? <laughs> so, wow. Awful. It was awful. So, so obviously no mobile phones, that's one difference, but the game nowadays and how, you know, what the ladies do on and off the court, um, compare that to when you were both on court, how different is, is the game itself and, and also everything off the court as well, Tash? Um, I think probably one of the bigger differences is we were working full-time mm. when we were playing as well, the travel, um, you would go to training in the morning, so you'd pack your bag, you'd go to training in the morning, you'd go to work, and then you'd go to training again in the afternoon. So it was, we, we weren't getting home until, you know, we were cooking dinner at nine, nine o'clock at night. Mm. Um, and then backing up and doing this, the exact same thing for the next few days. So it, that lifestyle really did take a toll on you and training and obviously the game and the travel interstate. Um, and that's probably one of the big differences I noticed with the girls now is they don't actually um, have to hold down a full-time job. Like netball's become that much more professional that they've got the ability to just be able to focus on that, um, which I think is absolutely wonderful. And it's been a long time coming and something that I think everyone, sort of the past players, have really worked towards to make it that much more professional. So what did you do while you were playing netball? Um, I worked with, I saw a finance background, so I worked with um, graphic design studio doing their bookkeeping, and then I was at the AFL in the accounts department there, so. Um, Do you have I a pair that. of glasses you want to put on? Because, <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'm actually, it's funny you say that, I'm feeling very, very left out, um, and I did look around, and I, there is some doctor's glasses, uh, <laughs> Yeah. It's like the, the, <laughs> the three nerds, isn't it, really? <laughs> hey, uh, Shaz, we've got some great questions.
questions from our very loyal Deakin fans, Vixens fans, with thanks to Deakin University. At Deakin Uni, every course is backed by industry experts, so you'll get the job you want with a degree employers want, plus you'll get lifetime access to Australia's number one university career service, Deakin Progressive Real World Learning. Questions for Tash this week. The first one's a simple one. It comes from Rachel. She wants to know, what age did you start playing netball? And I'm going to add an extra question to that. What was your first team? Oh, okay. Uh, I started playing at nine, I think. Um, and it was Savage River District High School. And my uniform was a beautiful peach colour. Uh, you remember those old school zip with the yeah. plates and that flat bit at the front? Yeah, but yeah, school netball. And always a mid-quarter? No, I was um, a bit of a ball hog and a Ooh. skirt flicker. So I actually started off my career as goal attack. Excuse me. Be nice. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> Oh, that's not fair. I that's think, not fair you know, at all. The goal attacks just get such a bad rap on this show. They really do. I think we need some more former goalers to come on to really boost the uh, my uh, oh, team. I'm a former goaler because in my that's primary school career I was a goaler. That's right. <laughs> hey, I'm going to keep going, Stannis, or have you got another one? No, you go. Okay, okay. Um, th- this is a, a question I, I kind of mentioned a bit earlier, but how did you get to the Vixens um, and the Phoenix, I guess, and, and what was your journey coming from Tassie? Yeah, Tassie. So I obviously had a very different path than most people. Um, I don't think there's been too many people coming out of Tassie. Um, so I <clears throat> made the state team, um, so under-17 um, state team, and I just got picked up from there. Um, in the talent squad, every year a talent squad gets picked um, from the underage uh, carnival. So I just got um, selected in that. And from there, we had that weekend away at the AIS. And um, you can actually put an application in to go to the AIS back then. So um, I was successful in that. So I had two years then at the Australian Institute of Sport, um, which is fantastic because if I didn't have those two years at the AIS, then I wouldn't have been selected um i would just gone back and played tassie netball so i wouldn't have been sort of picked up by anyone um so after those two years at the institute i then uh, made the aussie 21 team and then was picked up with melbourne phoenix and then pretty much the rest is history melbourne phoenix melbourne Vixens. yeah very good um and it is a different one it's, a, it's such an interesting one with tassie we've had a couple of um Great netballers come um, out of Tassie, but it's, I'm sure there's more talent there that we need to tap into and give more opportunities to. Um, Taylor has a question for you. Um, you mentioned there Phoenix and Vixens. She wants to know which years were more enjoyable. Was it the Phoenix years or the Vixens years? Oh, oh okay. Um, it's probably a hard one to differentiate. There was so many... Phoenix years, um, and then the Vixens years, um, it was, yeah, I don't think I can really differentiate between the two. I think um, I really enjoyed both of them. It was obviously um, a lot harder with the Vixens because we had the international travel start to happen, um, and then travelling across to New Zealand, I think, um, physically was probably a lot harder, juggling all the international travel with the... um, 
with working full-time and training full-time. So physically it was harder with the Vixens, um, but just as enjoyable. You're on mute, Stenners. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my Wearing. God. You'd think, you'd think by now... I'd have it sorted. Just seriously, every meeting, surely on Zoom, at least once you have someone you have to tell, you're on mute. I'll start again. The question was oh, yeah. just a, the question was an incredible one. Uh, you've also played for your country 29 times. What, what was that like? Is that, is that a career highlight, Tash? Oh, definitely. Um, I think uh, the opportunity to play for Australia and play for your country is um, something that when you're playing netball is something that you, everyone, drives for and to get that opportunity is absolutely amazing and there's nothing better than to have your name called out um, to actually make the team and then to pull on that yellow bright yellow fluorescent dress was such an amazing opportunity like um, and something I'll like treasure forever. Uh, Nyla wants to know what would you say to young netballers who want to become a Melbourne vixen? Oh train hard um yeah, definitely train hard and you've just got to stick at it. You know, you get lots of knocks. You might not make a team, but take that on board as a positive. Get get the feedback, what you need to work on um, and just keep trying and trying and trying and training and um, improve. Um, just, this is an extension. Uh, one, um, maybe that's not actually on our list, Dennis. I'm throwing one in here. I, I want to ask you about the world champs that we, we haven't actually spoken about it back in 2003 in Kingston, the, the world yeah. championship tournament that you went to. What was your, your experience like at that tournament? Um, it's a very different one, I think, from the girls making the Australian um, teams today. I, we, I had never come up against New Zealand whatsoever. Um, and in the domestic competition, you just played Australia. We didn't see any of the New Zealand netball played and I'd never experienced any of the netball played. I honestly didn't know very many of the players prior to making the team um, and trying to do like the research apart from what we had seen in previous games, um, which was pretty much only ever four years. You really sort of came up against New Zealand in that Commonwealth game. So every two years. So your actual hands-on experience in watching those teams was, for me, was um, was very limited and I didn't know much about the players. You can do all that research, but it's not until you actually experience the way they play um, and come up against it. It, it, was, it, was, it was a bit of a shock, to be honest. Um, you know, you watch them throughout the tournament, but until you play it, you really don't know what it's like. Um, so it was um, a very challenging. It was a very, very challenging, but it was um, also very exciting. It was my first World Championships, but and my only one actually. <laughs> but um, it's probably something I look back on and I'm probably a little bit more prouder now. Um, but it was also very disappointing being part of the team that was in the. You know, you'd had success up until then, and it was um, gold medals. So it was also very disappointing on that um, level to receive a silver medal um, and not the gold and not, not come over New Zealand. So who, who was the national coach at that stage? Because um, the plum came in the, the year after, is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was um, Jill McIntosh. Oh, it was Jill, yeah. Lisa B yeah, Jill and Lisa Behag was the assistant. Perfect. Great stuff. Um, well, I want to talk current Vixens if I can and, um, and just fire off a few questions about... 
um, hopefully their path to the premiership um, this weekend. And also, who? let's start with who you really love watching, Tash. Who's a, who's a player, that a Vixens player that you can't take your eyes off? Uh, I, ha- I have to go with the centre court. I really like watching Kate and Liz, um, and I really like their combination and the way they work. Um, they're such... Yeah, they're really good players, but they're also really good role models. Um, just watching them play, Liz looks like she's got all the time in the world when she has the ball, and Kate is such a workhorse, um, and they just really work off each other quite nicely. So maybe a bit biased, but, yeah, they're the players I like to watch. What a surprise, a mid-quarter backing fellow <laughs> mid-quarters, okay. hey, Sherelle? That's okay. She can do that. That's all right. Shaz, what um, intel do you have in regards to Liz? Will she be okay to play this weekend? Uh, I think they're still looking at it. I, I know, um, you know, I think given the situation with where we're on the ladder, I think that yeah. that, that comes into the equation as well. What I do know that uh, Liz is very, very keen uh, to get back out there on court. So, you know, sometimes the athletes just need to be held back a little bit by the medical staff. So, um, you know, still quite a bit of time between now and when that game happens. So there's still decisions to be made, that's for sure. But it's looking more likely that she'll be out there for at least part of the game. Good news. And in terms of the, the challenge that is the Lightning, it's a really, really good acid test ahead of a final series. Um, what are you looking forward to, both of you, really? Um, I'll start with you, Shaz. What, what, what are you expecting more so of, of the Vixens following that loss to the Firebirds? What do they need to fix? Yeah, well, what I'm expecting is um, a real response from, from that game against the Firebirds. I think um, it was a little bit uncharacteristic in some of the errors that were being made. I mean, I think we're so used to seeing the girls be really clean and, um, you know, those turnovers are reasonably low across the season. So for me, it's not really like, let's look at what we need to change. It's more just some of those execution things. And if some of those were fixed up, really, the, the result could have been different. Um, that's, you know, we only lost by six in the end. So, um, you know, I think it's more just about focusing on those little things um, and executing when we need to. But Lightning Lightning are going to be a huge challenge. I mean, they could be who we come up against in the first week of the final or at some stage through this final series. Um, And it's really, I think their defensive lineup is just starting to really click into gear. I think over the last couple of weeks in particular, they're doing really well. And, look, they're still sitting second on the ladder. I mean, I think mm. that they would be first to say they've been a little bit up and down, as all the teams have been across this season. Um, but what they know is how to perform well in finals. So, you know, we, we do want to do a really good job on the weekend to, to set ourselves up for the, for the next few weeks. Tashi, what about you? What, what are you thinking when you think about the Lightning and the, the Vixens playing each other? Um. I'm thinking a win <laughs> from the Vixen. <laughs> um, probably just, I did I did actually um, watch a little bit of that Firebirds games and I think probably one of the things that stood out is everyone says you learn a lot from a loss, but um, I think they did a really good job. They had some really young girls out there um, in those feeding positions and if you actually look at it, you know, six goals, three turnovers, I reckon everybody when they play, particularly um, they threw a few balls away, three turnovers, if everyone's probably got, you know, three turnovers each or three mistakes each, they won't make that game. So if everybody does that, it's actually not, you know, it's not um, too hard to achieve. Um, 
I think in terms of the Lightning game, um, it will be interesting. I'd be interested to see whether Liz, Liz is playing. I think if, um, if she gets a bit of court time, <laughs> I think they can do it. I think their defence end is looking really, really strong at the moment. If they change a few of those attacking errors and get that ball movement um, like it has been in the past, moving down the court, I think it's going to be a tough game, but I think they can do it. And you say three turnovers, Tashi. It's not even that these days because, you know, it could actually only be one, really. <laughs> two, 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 two shots. So it's actually really not much when you when you think about that. Uh, actually, um, what what have you thought of the rule changes? Um, it's, it's um, well, it depends. I keep changing my mind. So when Vixens are behind, I'm like, yeah, this is really good. All you need is like a couple of shots. <laughs> Play around and they get it. I'm like, oh, I don't think I really like that that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit fickle. <laughs> uh, I am too. I'm, I, I, I barrack exactly the same way. Um, uh, a final one from me, and I guess it just speaks to you know the mission ahead for the Vixens in the Super Netball um, final series, which is upcoming. You you played in so many successful Phoenix teams. You won a swag of premierships. Um, what would your advice be? That they're, they're heading the Vixens. Our Vixens are heading into this final series as as favourites, and rightly so. What what would your advice be to the to the ladies ahead of this assignment? Um, probably the biggest bit of advice is actually enjoy it. Enjoy where they are at the moment. Um, they've had such a great season and they've played so well and they've come together so well. Um, I think you need to stay in the moment and really enjoy being in the final series, um, being with your teammates and they've done the hard yards. It's been a really tough season so that they know they can do it. They've beaten every single team that they've come up against at least once. Um, so they should have that confidence just to go out there and do it. Go out there, do the hard yards, enjoy it, and they'll be right. All right, back to the nightclub stories. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> I'm sure there's something here. There's something that you two aren't telling me. Oh, there's so much that we're not telling you. There is... So much. Like, that's, a, that's a, for a whole nother podcast, though, Stannis. Okay, think. let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> the naughty netballers. <laughs> we'll just call it what happens off the court. Dot dot dot. Yes, actually, that that would be that would be a very different podcast. Yes, uh, very high rating as well. Probably. <laughs> just give just give me something. Come on, it's oh. a journalist in me. Go, Tash. You got something? No, I can't. Okay, no. all right. I'm getting nowhere. I go. Oh no, I better not. <laughs> you know what? One of our one of my favourite trips that I had with I mean, there's been many, many, but it was quite early on, and it was after that. Um, the was it after 2000 that we won, or was it a little bit? No, it was a little bit later. Um, and we went to Bali for our end of season trip with the cool. and that, and that was we stayed in Kuta, and um, it was we were a little bit. Uh, <laughs> We had, a, we had a lot of fun. And do you know what? And I think I mentioned this when we spoke to Eloise last week or the week before, that she was just always the one over our shoulders going, girls, just calm down. Remember where you are. I think it's time to come home now. And we'd be like, what? Um, one, of, one of the fun nights we had there was at a foam party, uh, which if anyone knows what that is, it's, uh, and very interesting experience, and I'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's leave it there. 
Let's leave it there. But tune into our new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What happens off the court? Uh, (laughs) For more sordid details of said phone party. Ladies, thank you so much. Um, Tash, especially to you. Um, Enjoy homeschooling, if that's what you're up to. Kindy. Kindy, home kindy. I love it. No, thank you so much. Um, A Vixens and a Phoenix favourite. Thank you and we'll see you again soon, hopefully. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I've had a blast. Hey, Shaz, uh, as always, I bid you farewell and how exciting that next time we speak, we'll be talking about a final series. No, so exciting. I can't, uh, can't wait to get into that. I know all the girls are really looking forward to getting to this stage of the season. This is what we're here for. Uh, and it's all ahead of them. So it'll be really exciting to chat all that through next week. Yeah, I agree entirely. Can't wait for the finals. Can't wait for this weekend. It is the Lightning versus the Vixens. Thanks so much, ladies, for your time. That was here if you need with Thanks to Deakin University. We'll catch you next week. At Deakin, digital is in our DNA. With 40 years of experience in distance and online learning, discover why we're the number one Australian public university for overall educational experience. Premium, proven, loved. Study online at Deakin. Applications now open.